Welcome back to Freed from Feminism. I'm Teresa. And I'm Beth. Thanks for joining us again. We are very excited to get into our subject today, um, which is what do we mean by feminism? Yep, that term feminism, it's been tossed around so much nowadays. It has so many different connotations. So we thought it'd probably be wise for a podcast called Freed from Feminism. We define exactly what we mean that we're being freed from. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So why don't we just go ahead and dive in, shall we? Let's do it. How do most people define feminism, do you think? Um, I took the Encyclopedia Britannica's uh, definition um, as pretty standard. It's the belief in social, economic, and political equality of the sexes. And, you know, I'd say for just a generic version, that's that's pretty right on point. Um, do you agree, Beth? Yeah, I would say that's... It's pretty accurate, especially when you talk about the waves of feminism. And of course, we'll go more into the history, but each wave focuses on that idea of, you know, the social, economic or political equality of the sexes in some form. Exactly. And it it just gets more radical as as the waves increase. Mm -hmm. So that that definition, though, kind of as we um, inferred there is it's been captured by the culture at large to mean many different things. And now it's, it's really hard to just uh, say you're a feminist or I'm a feminist and someone to understand what you mean. Um, Many groups have claimed their own brand of feminism, for example, liberal feminism and conservative feminism, radical feminism. Um, There's something called Marxist and socialist feminism, um, and even something called ecofeminism. <laughs> um, and, you know, then you have the racially or sexuality based brands of feminism, like black feminism or um, queer feminists. And now uh, we see even faith based brands like Christian or Catholic feminists. So today we are discussing how we at Freed from Feminism define feminism so that we have a base to work off from um, in in our future podcasts. You know, it's so interesting hearing that list of the different types of feminism, because here they are all claiming that they agree with this thing called feminism, but some of their other titles just contradict. You know, you have Marxist and then you have Catholic. So so how can you both be feminist? What is, <laughs> <laughs> what is it's tying together? Um, but I think uh, similar to what the original definition, I think, all of these sort of tie into the same idea. I think we should say feminism is any ideology or movement that adheres to the idea that men and women are equal. That's what it seems. There's something in there that's saying there's equality in some sort of sense. So each of those different feminisms that you mentioned um, may not think of equality in the same way, but it seems like they're still fighting for something that they think that are equal, perhaps that they think men have more of an advantage of now, but need to um, that women need to also have that advantage to to gain that equality. Um, but it's interesting, though, because, you know, what is this equality that everybody wants? Like, when, when are we truly going to be equal um, and what does it really mean to be equal? Exactly. And do we even want equality when we really understand what it means? Mm hmm. Um, I always go back to an amazing piece um, by 
um, Bishop Fulton Sheen called Communism and Woman. It has so many amazing points in it, and I really encourage everyone listening to go Google that and read it. It's it's amazing. It's really really interesting and and um, thought provoking. Um, I haven't taken obviously the entire article, but I've I've taken a, a long quote from it that's that goes to what we're talking about here uh, with regards to equality and what it means. So I'm going to quote from it. It's a little bit long. Hang in there. It's amazing. So quote, equality is law. It is mathematical, abstract, universal, indifferent to conditions, circumstances, and differences. Equity is love, mercy, understanding, sympathy, the consideration of details, appeals, and departures from the fixed rules of courts, which law has not yet embraced. Applying this distinction to women, we are saying that equity rather than equality should be the basis of all the claims of women. It goes beyond equality by claiming superiority in certain aspects of life. Equity is the perfection of equality, not a substitute. It has the advantages of recognizing the specific difference between man and woman, which equality does not have. As a matter of fact, they are not equal in sex. They are quite unequal. And it is only because they are unequal that they complement one another. The violin and the bow are not equal. Each has a superiority of function. Man and woman are equal in as much as they have the same rights and liberties, the same final goal of life, and both have been redeemed by the blood of our divine Savior. But they are different in function. It is that truth which solves the problem. End quote. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that was really good. I love that because it puts in perspective what equality really is. And mm -hmm. it, it, it seeks to, it seeks sameness. It wants to take our differences and do away with them, which is just completely impossible for human beings to do. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that he chose the word equity. I've sometimes heard complementarity, but this is, this kind of puts a new spin on things and I like it. Um, going over like the same idea that equality and I've heard this before and I, and I love how um, uh, Venerable Fulton Sheen had mentioned it, that we are, we are equal in ways, but we're not equal in all ways. Equal in dignity. Yes. Yeah. Equal in dignity because Christ came to save everybody, man and woman. Um, and I think it points out here too, that they're, there are going to be differences. So, you know, we have all these different types of feminism, but is it making note of the differences that do exist and then fighting for equality in the right places? That's a good question. Yeah. So we named a bunch of the, the different kinds of feminism, liberal feminism, conservative feminism, radical feminism. I And, you know, you can even go much deeper. Those are just kind of like the, the, the macro level types of feminism that are out there. But I mean, there's, there's individual groups that claim the, the term feminist that mm -hmm. um, maybe just kind of a, a, a cultural fad at the moment, but it's, it's where we are. And so what do you think about Beth 
how to deal with this from our perspective, from freed from feminism's perspective of how do we refute all these different kinds of feminism? Oh, it's such a difficult question because when you when you think about it, you say feminism is bad. One is difficult, like we said, because there's a lot of definitions. So not really explaining what it is you don't like about feminism or what it is about feminism you don't like. So that can be tricky. One of the things I think we need to discuss here is that when you try to refute feminism, it's difficult because if you're refuting feminism, you're refuting what people's definition of feminism is. And that is this idea that um, men and women are equal. So if you say, I don't like feminism, they hear you don't think men and women are equal and therefore women are below men. So they think that if you're not for feminism, you're not for women. They're going to say, well, then why don't you think women are good enough? When rather, you know, Venerable Fulton Sheen is saying here that equality isn't what we think it means in all these definitions of feminism. Men and women are equal, but we have to give more. We have to exactly define what we think we mean by equal, because you could say, oh, yeah, men and women are equal, but then you could stretch it too far. Absolutely. And there's another quote out there, I believe, by um, Venerable Sheen that women have traded superiority for equality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because then the question says, like, when are we equal? (laughs) And then does that put women above? Right. And and what are we striving to be equal with? You Mm -hmm. know, it it seems like a never ending list. You know, it it first started with, okay, we just want to vote or we just don't want to be, you know, in their minds chattel. You know, mm-hmm. that I, I think that's probably just to be nice, an exaggeration um, that women were ever chattel. But anyways, it goes even so far to stretch that they'll say, oh, we agree with you and the idea that we have equal dignity. But then they'll stretch that dignity <laughs> to apply to different aspects of the, in their life. So one of the things that we can talk about, and this is very controversial, but people will say, oh, you know, we need more women leadership in the church because we're of equal dignity. So we should be getting the same respect in the same positions as men in the church. Mm-hmm. And so it can get really tricky there too, because it's, you know, is that really, um, and I'll, I'll mention it here cause you know, I'll bring up a controversial topic, but you know, Christ, he saw the differences between men and women, but he utilized them. He assigned all of his apostles as men, but there were women around, women who followed him, and he kept them there, and he had a very special place for them. They took care of the men during their travels, but it was the apostles who went and evangelized. But then he also used the women at times to then tell the men, hey, Christ is risen, and of course they didn't <laughs> listen. But, you know, so he didn't just take all the men and women and assign them to all the apostles and tell them to go spread the gospel. No, he gave each one their specific role. So... You can't say, oh, well, they're the same dignity. It's like, but we have these specific functions that are supposed to be noted in our in our daily lives. Absolutely. You know, and let's just go ahead and, and delve into this topic of, of Christian and and Catholic feminism, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, if we're going to, you know, go by our definition of or what we mean by feminism, an ideology or movement that adheres to the idea that men and women are equal, you know, that doesn't leave too much room for feminism in in Christianity or um, specifically Catholic Christianity. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. 
um, Jesus not only created, you know, men and women understanding their differences, he created them to have differences. He created them with the purpose of being different, to complement each other, to to fit like puzzle pieces together. It was never supposed to be a power struggle. It was never supposed to be um, a he said, she said sort of situation, which, you know, ended up happening even in the Garden of Eden. You mm-hmm. see that <laughs> after Eve Eve uh, takes that first bite and, and Adam, you know, when he's answering to God, he says, the woman made me do it. I think that that's probably part of the punishment of, of them being banished out of the Garden of Eden is the the curse of them no longer living in perfect harmony with Adam being the leader and Eve being the perfect helpmate. But I think we should reiterate the point to the listeners that, it, you know, here we say, oh, well, we're complementarity and we're different. And it's so true. But, you know, you got to get it out of your mind. This, I, this fight that's coming back at probably that says, oh, but then that means women are doormats or that women are less or women can't do as much as men because <laughs> it's not what we're saying. It's just there's very specific roles that are towards it. And it's, it's very difficult, especially in our culture where we've been told so much that there's the, the answer for women is feminism because that's when, you know, women will be considered equal, you know, as opposed to saying that women are considered much less than men. Uh, but what we're saying here is that there's another way to help women. So that passion that we each have to lift other women up, to see women succeed Feminism doesn't have to be the answer. We want to say men and women are complementarity. And what are the traits of a woman that can um, be uh, nurtured and grow? And how in society can she contribute in that way rather than saying men and women are equal? So men do this. So women do this, because that's sort of how feminism has taken it. Instead of looking at the traits that women have and saying, oh, these are good things. We should try to embrace these. Instead, they'll say, oh, well, men vote, women should vote, or, you know, mm-hmm. men get to have sex in this way, so why can't women, and, and so on, and men have careers, so women can too, so, yeah. Can, <laughs> absolutely, thank you so much for clarifying that, Beth, that is that is absolutely what we're saying, and and the fact is, a, a true Christian perspective on, on femininity is one of profound dignity and awe and wonder and just beauty. I didn't even know this actually, to be honest, Beth, before I got married. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got married to, to my husband, he, even when we were da- obviously when we were dating and in our engagement, he, he kept trying to convince me that women were better than men. We were higher in nature than men. And it, it just, what? That doesn't make any sense. You know, he didn't make one set sex better than the other. Mm -hmm. But what he meant was Eve was a a foreshadowing of the Blessed Mother. Eve was the highest point of creation, as he calls it. Mm -hmm. Eve was the climax of the jaw-dropping beauty of creation that had just happened in those seven days. And even though she fell and, and Adam fell... It never lessened the fact that she was the apex of of all created life. And she was taken in 
because she was a type of Mary, Mary is even more so that in the fact Mm -hmm. that she's the mother of God and she was completely sinless. And that's why Catholics embrace her so much as their mother is because she embodied the perfect femininity. She embodied the perfection of womanhood in every sense. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I won't speak for you, Beth, but that for me, that's what I mean by let's reject equality Mm -hmm. and just try to be the apex of all womanhood, which Mm -hmm. God by, by his own hand made in certain ways superior that that has huge responsibilities. I'm not saying, of course, it's this is not another brand of, of feminism I'm talking about. This mm-hmm. is a a deeply self-sacrificial thing to do. This is a deeply um, difficult in certain ways because you, just like a man, have to die to yourself every day, your selfish wants and your... Um, desire for power because I, you know, a lot of these forms of feminism, it's, it's gone beyond equality to just desiring pure power and control mm-hmm. while a true femininity, a true godly femininity rejects that completely. And you try to emulate all the wonderful characteristics of a Mary like femininity, humility, chastity, um, like I said, self-sacrificial piety and gentleness, kindness, name your adjective. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, it's so beautiful how women were created and, and what we can offer and bring. And I mean, the easy go to reference is just how we can give birth. What it, you know, a miraculous thing that is that children can just grow inside of us, you know, <laughs> without us really doing anything. You know? So, and, and that's the thing is, so we have all this beauty and these talents, but there's specific places that they're the right in. So, you know, if you, if you recognize that, if a listener says, Oh, I understand that. Well, that's why we need women to do this, this, and that, that men do. It says, no, no, you know, it's, it's, are those things that you want the women to do really the best place for the women to have their, um, you know, effect on society? Actually, going back to the first wave of feminism, one of the things that I've done in, in times that I've researched is I actually found that this was shocking to me because to me, a lot of people say, oh, first wave, you know, women should vote. Said and done. You know, we don't need to have any more discussion like we agree with that. But it was so interesting, actually, looking at the the side of these anti-suffragists and what they had to say, because none of them were really against women. Now, I'm not here to have a political debate about women voting or anything, certainly not. But it was just interesting to see that there were people at that time, even women who said, "Okay, sure, but we don't think that's where women need to be right now. They didn't think that was the place for women at the time. They thought women would be um, better someplace else. And actually, there was a cardinal at the time. His name was Cardinal James Gibbons. And it, there's this quote that I really like by him that says, Women is queen indeed, but her imp- empire is the domestic kingdom. So here he's giving a compliment to women. But, you know, he was arguing at the time that he didn't feel that women belonged in the political sphere. He, they belonged in the domestic kingdom at home and affecting our society by raising up the young who will then go into society. 
I like that term. I think we should go by Empress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're queens, empires of our own kingdoms. So, I mean, it's just an interesting idea because this, this just baffled my mind that, you know, there was people who thought, okay, yes, we see the same thing you're seeing in women, but we want to apply it in this way. So, I mean, that just goes to show there are multiple ways to apply the um, beauty and traits of a woman to society. Uh, but where, what is the best answer that, you know, and that's what we're here to find out. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, kind of like we, we mentioned, this idea has started to really infect the church in, in the last few decades. And mm-hmm. um, it's manifested itself in several ways, you know, um, there's always the movement to, get the church to, you know, allow for women priests or women deacons. And even, you know, to be honest, there, there have been some church documents, some papal encyclicals, in fact, that have not expressly endorsed feminism, but it could definitely be interpreted construed in that way. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, And they use, you know, kind of, it's supposed to be empowering and, and encouraging and, and, and reverential, but, but it, it really ends up just helping the feminist cause when you use terms like feminine genius or mm-hmm. when you don't attack the ideology at its source. Mm-hmm. In, in my opinion, it's, it's been a little bit too murky for our own good lately just because it has not attacked the church hasn't attacked feminism at its root. It's, it's taken on this Christian feminism, you know, mantle and tried to kind of take back the term, which it never really was our term. So I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if that works, but um, I've, I've actually been told that by a church official, we're going to take back the Christian feminism term. And, you know, in my opinion, they're, they're two diametrically opposed ideologies. Mm -hmm. One, like we were talking about, it's, it's one extols equity and the reign of the, the empress at home and, you know, someone who is superior in nature by God himself, mm-hmm. created by God himself. And then one that just allows for the culture to, you know, kind of infiltrate our, our thinking and just debase both sexes by doing that. Mm-hmm. Because then, but by then, you know, creating an equal atmosphere, you also are debasing the man's role mm-hmm. by trying to force fit it with feminine characteristics. Because that's that's what happens when equality is part of the situation. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And and people keep using that word. It's kind of like the what is it that scene from The Princess Bride where he's like, I don't think you really know what that word means or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> People I love that keep using it. They keep saying feminism and thinking it's this great thing. But it's you know, what is each each person means something entirely different because they're thinking of equality in a different way. So, like you said, yeah, that foundation is broken. We we got to stop using it. We have to do something else to advocate for women because the definition, the, the foundation that their feminism is built on is not good. Not to mention the horrible roots of feminism that we'll go into <laughs> later because, you know, this word feminism, right. I don't think popped up until after some of the first wave. So, it, you know. You know, we've just kept using it since then. And we think, oh, if we want to help women, we'll use feminism. But the issue is its original definition isn't good. And then 
what it, what are we trying to help women with? And are we really following what we should um, through Christ's teachings and applying that to our lives? Yeah, we will be going uh, in in depth into the history of feminism in those aspects um, in subsequent episodes. So mm-hmm. I would still just tell our listeners to, <laughs> even if they disagree with anything we've said so far, to keep listening um, as we dive further in. Since it's such a broad topic, as we said, there's so many definitions. It's hard to capture all of this in one episode. So. Um, we will go into detail with those that history, more about equality, more about practical means, because I'm a practical person. And, I, you know, I may have listened to this and said, oh, that's great. But what am, exactly am I supposed to do every day? And so and so on. Exactly. The the point of this podcast is twofold. One, to expose the dangers of feminism and also to support women like us, like both Beth and I, who have, you know, seen through feminism and come to that moment where you're like, okay, what, what do I do? Kind (laughs) of like Beth said, what, what, what next? How do I live my life? How do I go forward in this world knowing what I know now? And so we definitely want to be practical in our our suggestions and hopefully we can also give you some, some resources later on to um, help you in your everyday practical life to become more feminine and to become closer to God and your family and uh, find your big V vocation in life. Mm-hmm. Amen. Exactly. We're here to help. We're just not using feminism because we've used that word too much. <laughs> so we're, we're trying something else. <laughs> Amen. Well, if that's all, um, we're going to go ahead and sign off. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Freed from Feminism. Please share this podcast and subscribe to it in iTunes or wherever else you're listening to us. Um, also, check us out on Twitter now. Our handle is at Freed Feminism at Freed Feminism. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing and God be with you all.